Hello and welcome to the Church Music Makers Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Harmon. Before we dive into the rest of the episode, I want to share really quick with you about easychoirmusic.com. I know I talk about it all the time, and that's because it is fantastic. John is a friend of mine and has created such a great resource for you. If you're looking for music for your two-part choir, your three-part, your SAB, your SATB, your school choir, your church choir, kids, whatever the case is, you can find something there. And the best part is, even though it says easy, it is musically, there's, there's a lot of easy parts to it, but there's just some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful works. And it is a definite budget stretcher as well. And we're all kind of a little bit tight on budgets right now. I know that because that's just how things are. So check out Easy Choir Music because everything there is printable. So you don't have to wait for the music to get shipped to you and what happens if it gets damaged or what happens if it gets lost. You get a PDF file of the music that you can print the copies of, how many ever that you need, and God willing, in the next year or two or three down the road, um, we're going to see our numbers go back up again and people are going to join us in singing and so you're going to need more music and you won't have to buy more, you can print more. It's fantastic. So go check out easychoirmusic.com. All right. So today I have the absolute privilege and joy to talk with Peter Burroughs. Peter is a worship leader at Salem Lutheran Church in Tomball, Texas, which is not too far away from me. And he is worship leading for adults as well as for kids. And you're going to hear him talk about that a little bit. He's also a husband and a father of four. Um, and in our conversation, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. And I hope that you're going to get some really good, helpful nuggets uh, for time management, but also just how do you take care of yourself? And especially in regard to this pandemic that we've faced. And as we're starting to come out of this, what are some of the lessons that we're learning? So without any further ado, here is my conversation with Peter Burroughs. Hey, Peter, it's good to have you with us on the podcast. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Well, we're going to start with just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, all that good information. Sure. Uh, my, my name is Peter Burroughs. Uh, I am a worship leader at Salem Lutheran Church uh, here in Tomball, Texas. And uh, I've been doing this for closing in on 11 years now um, here at Salem. Uh, and before that, I was doing some worship leading stuff uh, at Concordia, Irvine, uh, as I was studying music and stuff like that. Um, so I've been doing this for a little while now and really enjoy it. Lately, uh, I've been kind of getting a little bit more focused in my worship leadership uh, at Salem. They have me uh, spe specifically focusing on leading what's called next-gen worship, uh, which here includes uh, the worship life of our uh, kindergarten through uh, 12th grade, basically. Um, so if it has something to do with leading kids in worship, or if it has something to do with leading students in worship, 
uh, I'm kind of in charge of uh, making that all happen. Uh, I'm, uh, you wanted to know about my family too? Is that yeah, right? Sure. Uh, so I've been married here for nine years uh, to my lovely wife, Kirsten. Uh, we have four amazing kiddos. Uh, we have a 15-year-old named Grayson, um, and then a a oh gosh, is she eight now? Uh, holy cow! Um, we have an eight-year-old Lily, um, and a seven-year-old Maya, and then a four-year-old uh, Eva. And so, it is wild in our house. It's a circus. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I I have that. My my oldest daughter just turned twelve, and so a lot of times it's like, okay, how how old are they again? You know, because in my head, both <laughs> my girls are like, you know, five and two, right? right. And it's not like, oh wait, no, they're actually twelve and nine. Holy cow, that's just craziness. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> Remembering how old they are. Um, right. Okay, so 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 let's talk a little bit about you know um, taking on this this focusing in with uh, with with children and, and youth. Was that yeah. something that was your idea or an idea brought to you or, or how did, how did that happen? Uh, <laughs> well, things are always changing here at Salem. Uh, in my time here at Salem, I've been everything from the only worship leader on staff and leading our main worship services uh, to uh, just doing student ministry. And then they added children's ministry into it. And uh, to answer your question, uh, a lot of it, really wasn't my choice. It was just kind of something that was uh, a need at our church. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was the right person to fill that need, right? Um, and so uh, specifically with children's ministry, um, we, we started to recognize at Salem that um, families with young children were really our, our target demographic. That was like our main people that were attending our church and that we were trying to reach out to. And so if that's true, then we want to make sure our, our children's ministry is really firing on all cylinders. And so uh, they kind of brought me on to help make the worship life of our children's ministry really, really great. Uh, and I'm trying my best. <laughs> that's that's where I was going with that, because a lot of times in ministry, that's that's kind of how it goes. Right. It's kind of the yeah. we're, we're going to have you do this. Um, because, you know, it's like, well, hey, you've got four kids, you know, four, seven, nine, and 15. You've got <laughs> right. experience with this, right? Go for it. And I'm sure that's been a little bit of a challenge in adapting. So like you said, you're probably doing the best you can. How's, yeah. how's that been going for you in, in adapting toward children? Well, luckily, I'm, I'm a fairly adaptable person. Uh, that's a strength of mine that is that that uh that i i generally go with the flow so when things change i don't really get rattled i just kind of go with it um uh, but it's been going really really well um i i've been enjoying um the freedom that comes with leading kids in worship there's just you know when when jesus uh talks about children uh you know he always talks about them with such um you know high praise because of their faith Mm -hmm. um, and how pure it is and how, um, you know, there's something that happens as we grow older where we start to become a little bit more hardened and set in our ways. And these kids, they just have this unbridled freedom that they have. And, um, so when I'm leading them in worship, I honestly get to kind of act like a kid. I get to, mm -hmm. I get to let loose too. And it, it's refreshing for me, um, and it's also just really, really great to see these kids engage in worship with such freedom. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting my school choirs ready for our concert in, in about a week and a half. And I keep telling them, I'm like, you guys have to be free in your movement. I'm like, think about little children, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're, if you watch a child sing or be anywhere around music, they're moving all the time. So it's, it's really just a matter of you letting yourself be free. And somewhere along the way, we do lose that, of just that freedom physically, I think, even just of letting the music engage us and move us well and i think that's yeah. really sad because um i mean even taking it out of the spiritual realm for a second if you mm -hmm. just look at like the scientific realm of uh which really is spiritual anyway because guy exactly. made science but like uh if you just look at what what science says about learning um so many people learn physically right there there's a kinetic nature to Absolutely. how so many people learn and so like teaching these kids how to engage in worship um really is more than just teaching them how to sing songs it's it's and it's more than teaching them how to um you know read lyrics and understand what they mean it's also teaching them to take it in physically right and and to express their praise physically and it comes so much more naturally for them than it does for adults because there's just something that happens where we say, oh, at, at this point, now I'm too old to be moving around in worship. That, now that's childish and that's not good anymore. Exactly. Um, but that's that, and it couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, if you look throughout scripture, uh, there's example upon example of people very kinetically expressing their praise and worship through clapping, through dancing, through bowing, through kneeling, through shouting. Um, and it's not just kids doing it. <laughs> no, not at all. Exactly. Exactly it. All right. So this year has been an interesting year and I'm sure for you, it's been really fun with having four kids at home. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. So, so talk a little bit about you know just your experiences over the last year. Um, what what have you, what what are some of the lessons that you've learned over the last year? Not only just as as a husband and dad, but in ministry as well. Sure. Um, well, it's definitely been, like you said, a, a very challenging year and and unique, um, and. I feel like on the home front, um, it was kind of nice actually, just to just to be completely honest. Uh, when when everything with COVID started um, really hitting the fan um, last March uh, or so, uh, for me that kind of like slowed things down enough for me to actually re-engage with my family. Um, which was really, really refreshing in some ways. It was challenging in some ways because we were having to do like online school and all this kind of stuff and try to figure out how to be a teacher as well as a parent right. <laughs> all at the same time. Um, yeah. But I also enjoyed the opportunity to just be with my family more often. Um, and even as things started to ramp back up again and we started uh, you know, meeting in person again at Salem and, and doing things uh, more regularly. Uh, even then, I think it has taught me the value of creating space for myself and space for my family and space to just be with God and to connect with him. Um, and 
not be so absorbed with the never-ending to-do list, the whirlwind of the the immediate, um, but rather to just uh, enjoy each moment as it comes and cherish it, you know? The whirlwind of the immediate. I love that. That's really, really good stuff. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It, 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 I think for many of us, that's really been that focus is, you know, we, we, at least prior to last March was everything was scheduled. It was busy. It was go, 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 go. Um, you know, and, and all of a sudden everything came to this screeching halt. (laughs) And now it's like, what do we do? I mean, it's, it's funny because, uh, for us last Saturday, we really started to get kind of back to a little bit of a busier day um, on a weekend where it was my oldest daughter had a debate tournament. My youngest daughter started basketball again. And so it's like, oh, wow, that's what this is like to run around. And I really found myself by the end of the day on Saturday just being really tired you know, because it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't been this busy schedule wise on a, on a weekend in a long time. You know, right. and so it's like, oh, that's what this is like. You know, and I think as we're starting to to move out of that, you know, routine that we've gotten into over the last year plus and back into whatever you want to call normal, (laughs) I mean, moving forward, whatever that ends up being, I think there's for many of us been a lot of lessons that we've learned, like you were saying, of just that enjoying and cherishing the moment that you're in and not, you know, that that craziness that's going on, not not the, you know, not getting everything done on the to-do list. I mean, there's, there's time and place for that, but, you know, really just being able to, to enjoy as it comes. Um, so what, what is it out of that, that you're, as we're moving forward, what is it that you're taking out of this and trying to implement moving forward? Uh, yeah, I, I think balance, um, I think balance is so important uh, because I think I, I think we can fool ourselves into thinking that we are balanced uh, because we might really enjoy the things that unbalance us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes I really, really enjoy going into work and, and getting my work done. And um, and I have to remember that I'm not just a church worker. I'm a, I'm also a dad. I'm a husband. Um and I'm, I'm also a person uh, in and of myself that has my own needs, you know, whether that's exercising or um, or eating good foods or whatever, which has been really hard during COVID, by the way. Right. Like I, I, feel, I feel like I've fallen off uh, on maybe uh, eating unhealthy <laughs> this whole time. But uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I think I just want to find balance. Um, and I think. I think as a church worker, it's especially important important to have balance because uh, if you don't, then how are you going to serve other people? Um, if you are not becoming refreshed in your spirit, and if you are not able to invest in your own family, then how how are you going to invest in other people? How are you going to be a good children's ministry worship leader if if you're not taking care of your own kids? You know, mm-hmm. absolutely, and that's. For me, that's that's the biggest reason why I started the blog. I started the podcast. Of really, that's that's the the one of to me one of the glaring needs um, for those of us who do music in the church is or any kind of ministry really is being able to have that balance. 
that you're not going to be effective in ministering to others and caring for others if you're not taking care of yourself. You know, right. starts with, if you're not getting the rest, if you're not eating right, if you're not ministering to your family, if you're not allowing others to minister to you and you're just go, go, going, you're not going to be as effective as you could be. And so, yeah, I think balance, that's, that's a word we throw out a lot. Um, but I think for, for a lot of us, the last year has really brought that into focus. Um, really that opportunity to just try to figure out what does that look like moving forward and what is there that I can maybe not hold on as tightly to, you know, that I, I don't have to be like, oh, this is something I have to get done or I have to get it done by this point in time. Obviously, there's going to be things because, you know, Sunday always comes and worship has to happen. But right. it's 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 some of those other detail things where you can really evaluate, is this something that really needs to be or what is most important, right? Well, um, and I think that's what um, this whole season of COVID has really done for a lot of people is it has helped to um, prioritize things like it's like before we were just doing all of these things and they may have all been good things. Uh, but now it's not just good enough to be good. You have to also be necessary. Like mm -hmm. it has to be something and it has to be um, effective too. Like the, the things we do can't just be done for the sake of doing them. They have to be intentional. They have to be impactful. They have to be purposeful. And um I, I've enjoyed that because uh, it, it has stripped away a lot of the things that um, even though they were good, they were creating clutter in, mm -hmm. in, my, in my work life, in my home life. Um, and I'm able to instead place my focus on the things that really need my focus. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's always the challenge is figuring out how to make all of that work, right? Mm -hmm. um, figuring out how to, you know, make, make yourself that priority. And it, it's hard because, you know, when you're, when you're thinking about it from, from an idea of ministry, you're intentionally putting others before yourself. And, and a lot of times I know I've felt this a lot being being the child of a pastor and then also you know being a church musician for a long time in my life you you almost feel guilty saying oh i i need time for me right because it's <laughs> right. like I, I i feel like there's somebody i'm letting down by doing that and and especially i i found that for me when when my oldest um was first born um i i talked to i saw as many church musicians who had kids, I'm like, how do you make this work? How does this happen? Because, you know, for me, the example I had from my dad was he put the church first and then family was second. And I'm like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that dad. I want, I want it to be where there is that balance. And the biggest thing that I found in those conversations and even through, you know, my 12 years of fatherhood has been, it's, it's really seasonal, you know, it's one of those yes. things that as you're going through, you're going to have those busy seasons. Mm -hmm. You're going to have those seasons for those of us in the church. We know it's going to be Christmas. It's going to be Easter. Those times are going to be just really hectic. Summers aren't going to be as busy. So it's kind of figuring right. out what that balance even overall seasonally looks like. And then how intentionally are you in those busy seasons 
to still prioritize, right? So it's not like, oh, it's Christmas. Okay, you know what? Christmas Eve kids, uh, dad's going to be at church all day and that's just how it goes, right? Right. Where it's, okay, yeah, kids, dad has to be at church pretty much all day on Christmas Eve, but we're going to do this, whether it's before or after, so that we can really build those memories as a family, right? Right, and build right. those things. And that's that's what we worked out and figured out as a family to, to try to balance that and make that work. You know, so like for us with Christmas, it was always, hey, we're going to get the girls in their in their Christmas pajamas. We're going to go look at Christmas lights. You know, we're going to have hot chocolate. We're going to have, you know, the Christmas cookies and all that good stuff. And, and just really enjoy that and do that as a family. And my girls still look forward to that. Yeah. You know? So it's it's one of those things where it's just for everybody. It's it's really, you know, it's not a one size fits all thing. Right. And and I think even as we're moving out of. COVID, I think for everybody still, it's going to be a one size fits all for other, for some, it's going to be, you know what I've really realized in this time that I just need to focus in on my family mm-hmm. and I need to be just really prime prioritizing that and intentional about that for others. It's going to be, I need to prioritize me. I'm feeling really tired and burned out and just needing to breathe a little bit more. And maybe for others, it's still, you know what? I'm doing okay. I think I've got this balance thing down pretty well. And so I think it's not that one size fits all. I think it's for sure. You know, and, and I think it really, it's kind of an almost uh, an assessment as you go kind of thing where it's not like, you know, okay, I'm good. <laughs> you know? And then yeah, you just have to keep asking yourself that question of, okay, how am I doing? Where can I improve? And I mean, there's always going to be places for us to improve at. Well, in this on this side of heaven, we're we're never going to get it completely right, you know, and exactly. uh, and shifting shifting one priority uh, in your life oftentimes unintentionally uh, shifts other ones, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, sometimes you can be um, making a good shift in priority in your life, uh, but in the process of doing that, um, you actually um, cause <laughs> another thing in your life to go haywire, <laughs> you no. know? Um, and, yeah. and that's, ju- that's just because we are imperfect. That's we, we can't get it all right. Um, even if we wanted to. Um, and so I think it is this, like you said, like it's just a constant seasonal, uh, reevaluation that you have to go through of kind of, Hey, where am I at right now? And what needs, what needs some attention right now? And, uh, and then making a point to, put that time and that energy and that effort into whatever that is in your life, whether it's um, your own spiritual health, your own physical health, your, your family life, your, your life with your spouse, whatever it is, um, you know, figuring out where it's out of whack and then putting some time into that. Absolutely. That's exactly it. So on a, on a normal, whatever normal looks like, <laughs> on a normal basis. What is normal? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, how, do you, how do you and your family, how do you balance, you know, that family time and ministry, obviously prior to all the COVID stuff? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I guess I'm kind of similar to you in that um, there are seasons and uh, I think communication is a really big deal. Um for, for me and my family, if, if I'm going into a busy season, I can't just assume that my wife and my kids understand that 
just on their own. Um, so like, even, even though Christmas comes every year and every year I'm busy for Christmas, I still think it's really helpful to like, give my wife a heads up. Hey, um, Christmas is coming around the corner. Here's, and what we like to do is I, I send her an email every year that just kind of outlines everything that I know about that's coming up so that she's not, um, expecting, one thing and then all of a sudden gets blindsided by me not being there right mm-hmm. um but then there's other seasons uh summer is one of them where uh you know i can kind of take off early from work um mm-hmm. or come in late to work or help out on a day uh that i don't have a whole lot of work going on um with whatever we're doing at home or uh, you know, so it does kind of even out some nights I have late nights here and then other nights I have, you know, a little bit more freedom mm-hmm. and, uh, but, but really for me, it comes down to that communication is just making sure expectations are set properly, uh, for everyone in my family during those seasons. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Do you guys have a shared calendar between you and your wife? Uh, shared is a loose term. <laughs> <laughs> My my wife is really good about checking the calendar. I'm not. Um, so uh, she has a calendar hanging on our wall. And uh, whenever I mention stuff to her uh, that we have coming up, she'll usually write it down on that calendar. That works. My wife and I share our Google calendars with each other. And that really helps as long as I remember to put everything on there. Or she does too. She she does pretty well, but she forgets from time to time. And I do kind of too. And it's like, oh, I was supposed to be doing this. And mm-hmm. sorry, I guess I should have told you. Because we don't we don't always get to communicate like we should, you know, just because it's life and parenting. You're just kind of like two ships passing in the night sometimes. And so well, having I'm, those- I'm sorry is a very powerful yes. phrase. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and here's some chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> that yes. always helps. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, and, and I think communication is, is exactly it. I think that's, that's and especially, at least I, I think about it this way, and, and I've, I've tried not to, as much as I can, tried not to project myself and my experiences on my girls. Right. Um, but I think the more intentional you can communicate with your family as well, not just spouse communication, right. communicating to your children. I mean, that was, you know, that was one of the things we had talked about as a family when I was, when I was talking about resigning my position at my church and, and trying to figure out, okay, what do I do? I need to be dad. I need to be focused on that. You know, and we talked to the, we talked to our girls about that and said, this is what we're thinking about doing. And, you know, it was, it was a time for them to kind of mourn that because they had gotten used to dad doing stuff at church. And I'm like, yeah, right. I actually get to be with you and we get to do things all together at church and not just dad gets to go early and then you guys show up later and you know right and and so so that i think was was a great opportunity because we we moved when i was in the middle of sixth grade and i had no say in that whatsoever and and that was tough because we moved from a city of fifty thousand people to out in the country out across the road from a cow farm. I mean, it was, it was like total culture shift for me mm-hmm. and, and it was really tough, you know, but I had no input, no say it was dad made this decision and this is where we're going, you know? And so, so it's one of those things for me that I've, I've learned from that experience to say, 
we we all have to be a part of that conversation even you know last last spring we we bought house and uh it was fun going through the house buying process because luckily we had the time of course because my girls were not right. online with school but we all went and we we talked about okay what do you want what do you want what do you want you know and then we walked through different houses and okay wow well, and you survived that we did we did and we, ended up, <laughs> we ended up with this house which is absolutely perfect and it checked all the boxes it was pretty great except for well my youngest wanted an outside balcony and this one has an inside balcony so she was okay. Ah, Those are okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you have to give a little. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> you know, and, and it's things like that where, again, it's it's really keeping everybody part of that process. So I think that that makes all the difference. That's, yeah, really, really helpful. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I love that concept of uh, of keeping your kids involved, too, and, and, and in that communication loop. Um, Mm-hmm. Even even as young as my kids are, they yeah. they understand more than I think they do about um, you know what mm-hmm. feels good and what doesn't feel so good about dad being there or not, right? Yeah. And um, and so yeah, I think that my my uh, daughter Lily is actually her birthday is Christmas Eve, so unfortunately for her, I'm actually gone on her birthday yeah. every year. Um, and so we've had to kind of navigate that too. And, you know, part of my communication with her has been, Hey, you know, we're not going to celebrate on your birthday, but I promise you, we are going to celebrate right. your birthday and it's going to be a big deal when we do, you know, we're going to, we're going to make a big deal out of it. That's that's yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My girls, my oldest was born the Tuesday after Easter um and uh, that year so obviously easter with it being flexible you know um and then my youngest was born the week of thanksgiving so (laughs) okay we kind of got those not not horrible not like being you know having their birthday on christmas eve but uh you know it still was you know there's there's been times where you know you got that birthday that falls right there around that it's yeah it is so it was it was nice the year she was born because uh, I actually got off of church that right? year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Our pastor was joking around and saying uh, to the congregation that night because they knew I was having having Lily that night, uh, and uh, that he was joking that <laughs> we were going to have a live nativity scene that evening <laughs> with me and my my wife and my new child. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's great. Well, as as we close, uh, I just want to ask, is there any any words of advice or wisdom that you've gained, um, not only just throughout this last year, but just overall that you would want to share uh, with other church musicians? Uh, yeah, just take care of yourself spiritually. Um, this is this is not an easy um, field to work in, uh, especially because when you are doing God's work and whether you're doing God's work in the church, working for the church, or you're just doing God's work outside of the church uh, in whatever your career is, um, it's, it's a great way to get the enemy uh, to notice you. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he is going to notice that you are doing God's work and he's going to put a big target on your back. And um, 
I know so many people, so many friends of mine, so many uh, colleagues who have just gone through tremendous burnout, especially during this year of COVID, um, yeah. where, where just because it's been so different and so challenging and we've had to learn so many new things so quickly, um, it's easy to just get into a spot of despair. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the, the one piece of advice I would give people, and I have to give myself this advice regularly because uh, it's something I need to tell myself, uh, is just make sure you are spending time with God, mm -hmm. that you are, and, and doing so purely for the sake of the relationship with God, not doing it for your job, not doing it for your family, not doing it for anything other than your love of God. Yeah. And, um, you know, whether that's, you know, spending time in prayer or spending time in God's word, spending time. Um, I like journaling. That's kind of my thing. Uh, I like just spending some time writing down my thoughts um, to God, uh, whatever it is. Uh, just just make sure you carve out the time to do that. Uh, and I feel like there's no better time to do that than now because God has kind of created a situation that allows for some space to reconnect with him. And I feel like it would be a real shame if we didn't take advantage of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very much a forced pause for all of us. Mm -hmm. A forced refocusing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is that is extremely important so all right well thank you so much for for being on the podcast peter i really appreciate it yeah thanks for having me this was awesome and uh you know i'm i'm excited to uh see where this podcast goes and what other cool things you do with it well thank you very much thanks for being on mm -hmm. wow that was such a great great conversation thank you so much peter that was that was fantastic insights and information and thank you for giving your time to join me in that conversation and i hope for those of you who are listening that this gives you some good insights and maybe there's one or two things um, out of this conversation that you're going to start to try to implement in your life if so uh, i'd love to hear about it email me at churchmusicmakers at gmail.com or comment on this where i share it on social media um, or just share it with other people. And it's such a great opportunity for us to have that conversation about how do we learn and move forward from this time that we've had over the last year. Hey, before I go today, I wanted to let you know a little bit about the music that I've been writing. Um, I've written and arranged some music for handbells, um, some children's choir music, and as well as some piano music. Um, if you want to check it out, it is over at churchmusicmakers.com and there's a tab for compositions and that'll take you over to Sheet Music Plus and you can check all that out. Or the easiest way is to go to sheetmusicplus.com and search Craig A. Harmon. That's me. And you can see what is there and I'm working on getting back into doing more arranging and writing and hopefully very soon there will be even more added. One final thing, and I'm really excited about this opportunity and hope that you will prayerfully consider it um, and, and 
take me up on this opportunity. That is, um, I'm offering coaching. Um, I know as we're getting to the summer, the schedule is going to get a little bit more flexible and free. And I'd love to converse with you, whether that's over the phone, whether that's through Zoom, um, just to, to check in with you, give you some accountability, some encouragement, whether that's in your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health, your relationships, your emotional health, anything like that. Because we can't care for others unless we care for ourselves first. And I've set my price for coaching at hopefully something that fits into your budget, and that's $50 a month. That'll get you two coaching calls a month. That will give you resources and check-ins with me. And if that's financially a little bit of a hardship, let me know. I'm willing to work with you because it's, it's, not, it's not the money for me. Um, I want to be able to give back to you and help you be the best you and be the best minister that you can be. Um, so you can check that out. There's a coaching tab over at churchmusicbankers.com. Um, and if you'll check that out, or actually it's services, um, or you can just go to churchmusicmakers.com slash coaching. Um, and that should take you right there. I'll have it linked in the show notes as well. So you can just go right to that. So please perfectly consider that. Um, like I said, I, I really want to want to give back to you and help you and encourage you. Um, so thank you for listening. Please share about churchmusicmakers.com. Share about the podcast with other church musicians that you know that would benefit um, from this resource. And know that I am praying for you. This has been a hard year for so many. And I know while we're kind of starting to look like we're on the upswing of things and getting back to whatever normal looks like, I know that you're tired. I know that you're weary. And so I want you to know that I'm praying for you. And I encourage you to rest in Jesus. Give all of your concerns, give all of your worries, give all of your stress over to him. He's got it under control. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week.